With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The voice of Husker Nation is on the air. This is Hail Varsity Radio. Insight, opinion, expertise, along with the biggest names talking Nebraska sports. Join in with the show at 402-489-1240 or 1-800-825-5865. Now, here are your hosts, Chris Schmidt and Elijah Herbel. Welcome to it. Thursdays here at Hale Varsity Radio. We're powered by Herdad Sports. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbel. Special guest to get us kicked off a little earlier than normal. But we're excited to have him in his football den. Brandon Vogel of Counter Reed at Brandon L. Vogel. It's where you find him on Twitter as he'll be off to Champaign in Nebraska, Illinois. Tomorrow, reminder, we'll be at the Herdad Sports Bar and Grill, 4-6. to six, Then a watch party. Party. And a reaction show. It's not even Friday, and I'm already slurring, Elijah. Forgive me, but we say hi to Brandon Vogel. Vogues, uh, what a a moment for Nebraska tomorrow night. Thank you for squeezing us in today. I got to ask you about schedule, though, my friend, as the Big Ten football folks laid out what 2024 through 2028 looks like. I want to go there and your immediate reaction to Nebraska's home and away as you look at it uh, completely here I go wow uh, that'll be some fun in Lincoln and on the road it, it needs to be some fun anyway yeah I think that's kind of the only approach to take like <laughs> you could think about an 18 team league in the abstract and be like well it doesn't seem like there's going to be a lot of easy weeks there um, just just generally but then you see the actual schedules and you're like wow <laughs> um, this will be a grind and it's going to be that way for, for really every team in the big 10. So at, at least there's, there's that piece of it, but you know, I thought the big 10 did a pretty good job. Um, all things considered with sort of their key scheduling points of we're going to try and get everybody to, to play a home and home with every other team within five years. Um, so that's, that's a positive, but yeah, you're just going to go. I mean, it's, it was a moment today where it felt a lot like the NFL. Like this isn't the college scheduling of old where, you know, you'll still get your three non-conference games and it'll be interesting to see how people deal with those. But um, you're just going to, you're going to have nine tough games a year for the most part. Um, And and that's how it's going to be in a, in a 16 team league. Brandon Vogel is, yeah, I get you. Brandon Vogel is with us and it is going to be, pretty gnarly and 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 that will be week to week and game to game and you're gonna have to be multiple flat out you're gonna have to be able to stop Lincoln Riley in five wide and four four dudes and you're also gonna have to flip around and be able to stop ground and pound Michigan good luck and God bless if I'm a defensive coordinator yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's a huge thing. Um, 
you know, there's there's a general style of play in the Big Ten. So. Frankie's concerned. Uh, he, he, yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a kind of base style of play in the Big Ten. Um, and you, you bring in a team like USC, it's completely different. I mean, if you look at any of the numbers right now, like Washington is – at or near the top in most of those offensively. Kalen DeBoer, obviously a guy with, with some Big Ten experience. Um, so it's good luck projecting the, the Big Ten next year, which we'll all try to do, you know, once we get into the offseason. But it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy. Um, it's it's kind of a almost a total upheaval, even though you're just adding four teams um, of I think everything that we know about the Big Ten to this point. It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio talking Nebraska's new schedule. We're going to get into Nebraska-Illinois here in just a second. But, Brandon, what do you make of the fact that Nebraska playing both USC and UCLA, they're playing those California schools more than Oregon and Washington. Maybe that's Nebraska's West Coast rival, if you will. I think they're playing both of those teams three times over the next four years. And uh, What's your, your take on that maybe being the rivalry? Something tells me that Nebraska is going to be leading off their Big Ten slate next year with either USC or UCLA. And based on how many times Nebraska started the year away from home, Maybe I, a host. I, I, I yeah. might be betting on Nebraska-UCLA kicking off the Big Ten slate in week one. That's my early feel. And I just kind of want to get your thoughts on, on what a potential Nebraska-USC or Nebraska-UCLA West Coast rivalry would look like. Yeah, so I, I, honestly, my, my gut reaction to looking at the five years of the schedule that was presented was like, I would have liked to to see a little more Oregon and Washington in there. Um, although, although, well, maybe just Oregon. Um, I think the dream matchup for you would be Oregon and USC, because I think those are the two teams that Nebraska has played the least of those four. You know, got a pretty good history um, with UCLA in terms of number of games played and Obviously, there's some some key Washington games that we can all remember from from Nebraska's past. So, but they did kind of stick it uh, with the with the LA schools, which is which is fine too. It's never a bad thing to have to go to the Rose Bowl or or have to welcome UCLA. And I mean, UCLA is pretty good right now under under Chip Kelly. But you look at those other three, three teams with where they're at at you know entering Week Six in, in 2023. They're, they're at a higher level than than the Bruins are at the moment. So all things considered, not not bad for Nebraska. Um, I, I look forward to some of those those USC games. That's been a, a matchup we've gotten less frequently, um, just consuming the Huskers over the years. Vogue's last thought on the schedule, who would you have drafted to play every year other than Iowa? If, if you could have picked a second running mate for Nebraska, who would it be? Wisconsin, and I and and I I feel like that pick is fading a little bit. Like back in you know 2016 or so, like I think that was that was a clear a clear pick for me with just the like Alvarez Nebraska ties, etc. Um, <clears throat> that said, Wisconsin's dominated that series uh, against Nebraska in in the Big Ten. Um, there's just there's a lot of similarities I think between the two programs there still even though like maybe Nebraska's going back towards kind of a a more ground based approach and Wisconsin's moving away from it. The one that's come up lately though I think is is Minnesota um, and in turn you know it's a it's a good road trip for fans I think 
either way going going to Minneapolis or Minnesota fans coming to Lincoln. Um, that one's got a little bit of steam, although the Gophers have kind of handled that one of of late too. So it it would be a close call for me, but I'd still go Wisconsin. Uh, and if if Wisconsin wasn't available, I'd happily take Minnesota. It's Brandon Vogel with us here on Hale Varsity Radio. And Brandon, let's uh, flip it over now to the game that's going down tomorrow night. Nebraska, Illinois in Champaign. It feels like a big one in terms of Nebraska's quest for a bowl game. I just want to get your, your general thoughts. Nebraska is the underdog in this one. I think a lot of people around Nebraska and even a lot of people nationwide from some of the betting experts uh, that I stay uh, uh, tuned into that Nebraska feels like a value play this weekend in terms of going out to, to Champaign and getting an outright win. How do you feel about this game tomorrow, and how do you feel about Nebraska's quest towards getting to six wins beginning tomorrow night in Champaign? Yeah, um, I mean, getting to six wins broadly probably requires a win tomorrow night, I think. Um, or at least that's the easiest way to do it. Um, that said, you know, the game is – Last I saw was three and a half points for for Illinois. That's kind of giving them credit for home field advantage and and not a lot else. And and in those situations, I would agree. I think the value is on is on Nebraska here. These two teams are really really even. When I kind of went through my game preview process and put all my the numbers that I like to look at down, it's it's one of those where you know we know Nebraska wants to run the football. Uh, Illinois hasn't been great. At, at stopping the run so far. So that's that's one thing. Illinois, however, has, has been really good about staying on schedule offensively. Nebraska, after the Michigan games, a, about average at that. So it's it's going to be, I think, a pretty close game. Um, and now that I say that, of course, like something crazy will happen and some team will win by 21 points. But I think it's it's going to be close close quarters type of game. I think what Matt Rule said post game on Saturday, like we'll find out what kind of team we have is is completely true because one of these teams is going to have to go out and like win this game. Um, you hope it's not one decided by a couple of big plays or a couple of key turnovers or a missed field goal or something like that. But it could be because everything I've looked at says this one should be pretty close. And I do, I do like Nebraska's chances. Um, it, you know, if I had to pick, I, I, I would pick Nebraska to win straight up, but it's, it's, it's pretty close to a coin flip, maybe as close, like as, as I can remember in, in quite a few years. As long as Geronimo Allison is not in the red zone, I'm, I'm okay. And Elijah's giving me the side eye there. I brought up a painful memory from many, many years ago. Brandon Vogel with us, the, the first loss uh, in, in Champaign, but not the last for Nebraska. I want to get your take on just what you saw against Michigan, does that concern you the rest of the year? Do you, are you concerned? We've all spent this week talking about rules gauntlet, and it was well put. It was well communicated, but it was, it was still a challenge to his guys. And it, the, the question is there, you know, uh, how, how are they going to respond? How are they going to look? Do you strip away the Michigan factor, or does that kind of intensify what what tomorrow night needs to look like if you're Nebraska? Um, uh, I think, I think I can do a little bit of both. Like, I think this is a, a, a really important game for Nebraska. 
um, you look at this like the ideal version of this. If you're if you're a Husker fan, is Nebraska comes out against a defense that has struggled in really about every way except for giving up big plays. They're pretty good there. Um, you come out, you hope the offense finds a little bit of rhythm. Uh, you, you get the win, you go to the bye week, and, and you've got six games left to to chase three more wins. Um, that's the perfect scenario. That said, like, you can't just dismiss, I think, some of the things we saw against Michigan. I think through rules comments, both post-game and then again Monday, I, I think we're starting to see how much of a kind of psychological, behavioral, I'm not sure which is the better word there, hurdle they they're still having to clear of like everybody wants to be in the right spot they don't want to do the right thing it's tough to tough for them to just turn loose and play and that's kind of you know scarring i think from not just the previous regime but really you know previous seven eight years of of nebraska football and it's it's been the it's been the piece that you know it's you get it gets really into a gray area here with a lot of the stuff but you hope you can overcome but you never know for certain like it's a lot easier to talk about how many returning starters there are you know in the secondary than it is hey is this team ready to uh to just go out and play free Brandon, I just saw on Twitter the Husker volleyball team, their wheels up to Michigan. They take on Michigan State and Michigan uh, both of those away from home this weekend and There's some pictures from the tarmac. The girls in the volleyball team seem to be wearing shirts that say volleyball school. What does that mean to you that the the volleyball team? Free gear from your friends at Barstool. They did. They did get the free gear from the the friends at Barstool. But like, I think if you're a member of the football team, that's that's a bit of a slap in the face. Just another challenge. I mean, are are they wrong? (laughs) That's one question. Are they wrong? No, I don't think so. Nebraska (laughs) is a volleyball school right now, but like, that's got to be some sort of motivating factor on the football team whenever. I mean, if you read in between the lines on volleyball school at a place like Nebraska, it is kind of backhanded towards the football team. Yeah, I mean, like it's kind of been undeniable. For, they've for, they've uh, earned they've uh, earned the they've earned the right. Don't get me wrong. Yes, yes, yeah, they definitely have. Um, you know, I just hope that you know if Nebraska gets a, gets a, gets a win on Friday and Matt Rule gets up there and says. He didn't say nobody believed in us. He said volleyball didn't believe in us. Then, then we're all good. He, be, he better think, be wearing the volleyball T-shirt. <laughs> that would be amazing. If he gets up there in a volleyball school T-shirt and says volleyball didn't believe in us. No, 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 no he, he gets up after that. the game and says something about disrespect. Right. That would be the theme of 2023 for college football. That Yeah, and, and that would be the final button to push, wouldn't it? I mean, to, to motivate your guys. And uh, if, if you're Trev and Coach Cook and – Hell, Rule probably helped hand out the T-shirts just to get the message to his team of of, of lighting. Uh, I was going to say lighting that fire, but that's too soon. Uh, oh, uh, I didn't mean to go there, but hey, it's all about uh, finding that that internal drive. What's what's a number, Vogues? Before we get you out offensively here on the ground, does Nebraska need two hundred to fifty? Do you see both quarterbacks? Um, I think, I think 200 is a pretty fair expectation for Nebraska based on what we've seen from both teams so far. And I think if they get there, they they should be in pretty good shape. Um, as for both quarterbacks, I'm leaning towards, I'm leaning towards. Yes. I think we do see both of them, um, at points. We'll see how Nebraska chooses to start the game. 
But, you know, if you're going to get to 200 yards rushing and, and you look at the running back depth, um, you're going to need you're going to need a good amount of carries from from the quarterback. And if you can split that over two guys, however, that works. Um, not necessarily the worst thing. Two seventy four yard gallops by Mr. Fleeks will help get to that 200 Vogues is talking about. Fine. That's a lot to ask for. (laughs) If he can do it against Michigan, he can do it against Illinois. I I kind of kid. Brandon Vogel, Counter Read, CounterRead.com. Vogues, tell us about Counter Read real quick. Yep. Uh, Twice weekly newsletter for subscribers from myself and Aaron Sorensen. We try to do things a little bit differently and keep the value proposition pretty simple. Um, So each week we do an in-depth preview uh, of the game. Uh, do a couple of other things each week, kind of just trying to find the best story that, that we can find to tell. And that'll change a little bit in the off season, but for football season, that's what it is. Vogues, appreciate you. We'll talk Saturday, brother. Sounds good. Thank you.